everybody. So welcome to the first um, The Creative Mentor podcast. I'm your creative mentor. My name is Lauren and I am a graphic designer and I have been doing this for what feels like forever, but um, I've been doing this for like seven years. And so this is just going to kind of be our intro here. Um, I record this in my own room, in my own house, um, because we are currently still in the 2020 pandemic, even though it's 2021. So this is fun. This is great. Um, this is the first time I've made myself up in the day just for you. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go look at my beautiful face. Um, and I just kind of wanted to walk through a couple of things like who am I and why should you listen to me? What are we going to talk about and how is it going to be helpful? And is there any additional support here? So let's talk about it. So hopefully you found me through a myriad of places uh, because I'm trying to tell anyone who wants to listen to me that we don't have to perpetuate the stereotype that artists and creatives don't really make any money. And um, a lot of us creatives, I I know, like, don't really uh, get passionate about, like, the business side of things. But after you've kind of already explored the question of do you want to be a creative for brands, for companies, whatever it is, the, the answer to your question of what does success look like for you, um, whatever that answer is, these are kind of the tools to kind of help you get there. And whether you want to be an in-house designer or you're fresh out of school and you don't know what the hell is going on out there, this is a place to explore that. And not just through this podcast, but through a bunch of different avenues. And I just want to kind of put this discussion out there as a creative. I'm a creative before I'm a worker and I am a creative before I'm like a commercial graphic designer that these are all things we all talk about. And even in the profession, we talk about this. Um, where are the lines of like capitalism and creativity? And how does being a creative in a society that values work, work? So all of that. Um, and I just kind of wanted to walk you through the fact that like it's not a sellout. You're not a sellout if you want to go to work. You're not a sellout if you want stability. And honestly, today is kind of the coolest time, uh, pandemic aside, to kind of explore all of this because there are things like Etsy where you can be your own shop that exists. There's more ways to manufacture things than ever before. And so it's just like there's a lot of options out there and it doesn't feel like there's any pathways out there. So I just kind of wanted to build this little place to just say, hey, here's some pathways that exist. You don't have to follow them, but like there's value in understanding that. And we're going to talk a lot about value. But first, I kind of want to get into <laughs> me um, because... I think it's very important to vet your sources. I think with social media right now, there's a ton of people out there telling you how you can make it and you can do it and blah, blah, blah. And I guess on some level, I'm not really any different, but I think it's important to vet your source. And so to help with that, I just want to let you know that I graduated a four-year college university with a Bachelor of the Fine Arts in Sculpture, so useful in commercial design. 
Um, and I was really frustrated at school. I didn't enjoy my college experience. I didn't enjoy art school. I would have switched my major a couple of times if I wasn't just trying to get the hell out of there. And I was really frustrated with it because I, I knew while I was there, it wasn't preparing me for the, uh, world I wanted to live in. I would ask a lot of people in my department, how do you turn this into um, like stability? Like, yeah, I'm an artist. I know how to do this. I have my taste level. I'm here to like hone my technical skill and be reviewed by my peers and grow really thick thick skin through critique. Like, I got it. Uh, That's what I'm here for. But also, like, how do I apply this to real life? I've been in school my whole life. I don't know what real life is like. Adults, college, please tell me, what is real life like? How do you get a job? How do you get a career? How do you get a creative career when I've been told all my life it's not going to amount to anything? And all of that stuff. And I think it's very important to also check your privilege during this time. Um, because a, a real fact currently in 2020, 2021 is 3% of all designers in the industry are people of color. The rest are all just white people. And I think a lot of that has to do with the accessibility and like all of that. And all of this is relevant to kind of answering the main question of going into design as a career, uh, being a creative career person and I just don't see a lot of them they're always outliers when you find creative career people and so if you're not watching me I am a white woman and I realize that while a lot of this advice can be relevant to everybody not all of it is and I want to build a community around this podcast so that we can talk to each other and learn from each other and get better as a design industry, whether you're a photographer, a graphic designer, a lighting person, someone who owns a small business, someone who's a social media expert, all these different titles. We need to work together to get this kind of out there so people realize that there is an industry out here and there's money to be made. And if you don't want to be a fine artist, which I learned after college, I did not want that, that there are resources, people, and avenues to explore. And so that's what this podcast is going to be a conglomerate of information for. And I I can do this on my own, but it's better if you come along with me, whether you are someone who's trying to learn from everybody or you're just kind of here because you're curious and you want to brush up. So those are some like really important points to me about this podcast that we continue to check in on and explore Um, because I'm not going to have all of the answers, but I will know where to find them. And I think we all need someone like that in our court. And if you're also like me, you didn't know a ton of creative people until you kind of got that jump start in your career to be around them all of the time. I moved around a lot as a kid. So I, I built my friendships, but it was very like, take what you can get, you know? So I don't have a bunch of artist friends personally, and it wasn't until I got my, what I consider a dream job, the job that I have now. I do work a full-time job. That's why these podcasts are recorded at night, and I'm losing light if you're watching me. Um, but it's it's just, uh, until then, I didn't get that much exposure to a bunch of other creatives, and the second that happened, I got so much better for it. So that's also something else to consider while we discuss all of these things. Um, So what are we really going to talk about other than checking in on all of those points? 
Um, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about where to find work, how to get work, what kinds of work exist, meaning do you want to be a freelancer and only take on projects that you want to do? Do you want kind of more stability and you want to work as an in-house person for some brand or company? Do you want to work in a fast-paced competitive environment like ad agencies or agency life in general where, you know, even makeup agencies, there's a couple people I know who do that. It's very interesting. Work like that. We're going to talk about how to find all of those things, how to vet all of those things, and no matter what kind of avenue you choose, how much should you get paid? How do you negotiate rate increases for contract work? How do you negotiate a salary raise at all, especially now when companies seem to be hurting and if you're fortunate and do have work? You want to raise, man. We all want it. So how, how do we navigate that? What do you think about? And it's really just, it's not so much how much can you learn, listen, listen, study, study. It's more thinking about how do you frame something? As creatives, we know how to frame things backwards to forwards. We can look at something a million different ways. And it's just a natural perspective a lot of us have. And quite honestly, the business side of being creative isn't really all of that different. You just have to understand the language of business. And you don't even have to be that smart about business. You just have to kind of get where other people are coming from. And if you're going to be in a corporate environment, you're going to be surrounded by people in other departments who don't really know what you do. So the more you can walk people through what it is that you do, what you are confident in, what you are good at, what makes you an asset to a team to talk like that and to be able to explain it on other people's terms, you're going to get so much farther, so much faster. We're also going to talk about politics because whether you like them or not, they matter. Office politics, anything like that, getting in good with the manager, getting in good with the recruiter, all of that stuff totally matters. <laughs> it kind of sucks. We'll get into stats later, but like it's a really unnatural way of being, I think. For one, a lot of people, but two, specifically creatives. I think when we work and hear words like in-house creative department things like that and you're not like on a prop movie set like in the creative department you're at like Nike's creative department or something like that it's it's an intimidating sound because you think cubicle phones ringing things like that and sure creative departments exist in that way but it doesn't have to sound so bland and scary and there's a way you can navigate that to make it so that if you do find yourself in an environment you don't want to stay in, it's really easy to jump and go to somewhere else. And so I want us to kind of get used to this language, get used to this frame of thinking, because the creativity, we got that. We're pretty much born with it. We have our taste. We have everything that we need. We got it. Like, we don't need to learn how to be better creatives. We need to learn how to chameleon our way in <laughs> to the design industry and the creative industry to get the most out of our skill set. And going back to college, Lauren, I hated that nobody at my college that I went into student debt for, that I paid tens of thousands of dollars for, no one could answer these questions for me. So I wasted a lot of time out of school 
trying to figure this out. And I like bebopped around and I've worked for every manager. I had a manager throw papers in my face once and tell me I ruined t-shirt printing screens it cost the company thousands of dollars, which isn't true, but he was just screaming at me about screens for screen printing t-shirts. That's so stupid. And so I've worked for that guy. I've worked for the guy who's like Michael Scott, but not endearing. He's just the boss's son. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing and he's being demanding and weird and making us dress in suits for no reason. I've worked for that guy. But I've also worked for people who wanted to be teachers and who wanted to show me everything that they've learned and people who've been in this industry for 50 years and watched all these titles and all these jobs change and what it's like to pay your dues to them. And now they're in positions of authority. So you have old school and new school and all these things. And that makes the industry and the history of it that much richer and more interesting to navigate, at least to me. So while I was bebopping around for seven years, I did get to see a lot of things. And I think these things are really important for people to either experience themselves or hear about because it'll help you gauge what you want to do. And you'll be that much happier, that much more well-paid, that much faster. And that's what I want for everybody. At the end of the day, I just want everyone to be creative and making the most money possible because it it's possible. It's built to be that way. And so I want to give you resources for temp agencies that give creatives positions. I want to talk about um, industry standard rates. I want to talk about the percentage of more money you should be paid based on where you live because that's totally a thing. And it's a survey that happens every year. Did you know that? I didn't know that till three years ago. There's literally a PDF that explains everybody's job and how much they should get paid, where in the country, and no one fucking told me. Not at school. I paid hundreds of, not hundreds, I paid $100,000 plus to go to college and no one could even give me that. That sucks. I don't want that for you. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff. And I'm really excited about it in case you can't tell. We're also going to talk about that like weird feeling I think we all get about being creatives working for companies and working in capitalism. And I think that's something that's way more in the forefront of people's minds now than ever, especially if you're my age. I'm almost 30. I'm a millennial. If you're a Gen Xer, if you're a boomer, if you're way younger, you're a Gen Zer. I'm a little scared of you in a fun way. Um, <laughs> all of these things I think are things we're seeing and learning about in ourselves and unlearning in our own society. And honestly, I think there's a lot of room to play with in here. The unlearning, how fed up some people are with how things have been going and how much room for innovation there is because creative people innovate the shit out of stuff. And I feel like we've been bogged down by big business and uh, CEOs and company people and marketing guys telling us that our, our work is kind of just a nice to have. But now I think it's a standard. Companies who are design-led do 32% better than other companies who aren't. And if you can find yourself a boss who like believes in that fact, smooth sailing, bro. So there's a lot to play with in here, and I want us to feel like we can play 
because that's what being a creative is. It's playing, it's exploring humanity, it's setting nice design skill sets and tones, and we need everybody to do it. We need everyone in this field, no matter what you've studied. We need printmakers, we need photographers, we need people who dress sets, we need interior designers, we need graphic designers, videographers, animators, we need all of these people to keep our society looking good and all of these people think outside of the box in ways a lot of people in big business cannot and they need us whether they know it or not and we should be paid for that I'm gonna say that a hundred billion times so I hope this is like hyping you up because I'm really hype about it (laughs) and I just I know right now especially in the pandemic the workforce is a really gloomy scary place to be And I know a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck. And I know a lot of us are really stressed the fuck out. And you always think, well, I can go back to my retail job or, oh, I can go back to my customer service job. I've been you in this scenario before. And I'm just going to, I just want to give you the toolbox to, to at least think about so that maybe you don't have to do that. And you can just be creative for your profession your whole life. Because I feel like that's super important to a lot of us. And for me, we're also going to talk about balancing all of this. Because for me, I love to draw. I wanted to be an illustrator my whole life. I don't illustrate. I didn't go to school for illustration. But I still fucking love it. And I hate drawing for other people. So being a comic book artist, which I almost was, and... um you know, or a a commissioner getting commissions from people all the time. I hate that. And like discovering that was really hard for me because I was like, this is all I'm supposed to want, right? I'm supposed to monetize my hobbies. We don't have to do that because I'm a graphic designer by day and I draw for fun and I don't ask anybody to pay me to do it. I just do it because it's like sneezing for me. I just, I just have to and I enjoy it and it feels great when I do it. So I just kind of want to touch on all of these little complexities because it is something within the design industry we all talk about amongst ourselves. I can't tell you how many times I had coffee talks with coworkers about these subjects. So if you don't have a coworker to bounce this off of, or you don't have art friends, or you don't have anyone around you who's more experienced, come over here. Come hang out. We'll hang out. It'll be great. And I'm going to get into like a little bit of a pitch here. But I have a Patreon for this podcast. And before you turn me off or or click away or whatever you're going to do, just it's I'm not going to gatekeep information from you. I'm not going to have a paywall for you to learn or get access to these um, assets to this to this information. I really want my Patreon to be a place where we all hang out. We can have creative support groups Um, you can reference links that I mentioned in the podcasts. They'll be up there for free. I will have premium content based on your needs and we'll grow this thing together. That that's what I want for us. We all had to move into a digital space and get taken away from each other. And it's really hard for me when I'm doing my day job at my office in the front of my condo, because I don't have anywhere else in here to build an office because I have a roommate and a dog. Like, it's, it's just tough, and I just want a place for all of us to hang out. Oh, also back to the authority thing and why I'm an authority. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so some of you may know what the AIGA is. I couldn't tell you what it's an acronym for, but it's essentially, (laughs) it's essentially, it's a design group, organization, if you will. And there are chapters in every single state. So if you're a designer or a creative, I recommend looking into them. They do have membership fees, but they are a resource. They they have speakers, they have events, they have workshops, they have portfolio reviews. And I just want to tell you all of that to let you know that I volunteer a lot with the AIGA. And this isn't a sponsorship for them. I'm not affiliated with them. I just participate sometimes. But I just want you to know that I was a mentor in their mentorship program. And what that is, is it's essentially a semester-long course that people can pay to follow the curriculum of mentors to learn various skills. And for me, I built one called um, Navigating a Corporate Career, a Creative Corporate Career. It's a mouthful. I wrote it and sometimes I forget. So I'm trying to simplify that and make it accessible through this podcast for you. And, um, you know, I had uh, 10 students go through all of that for literally a semester. We would meet and we would talk and we would workshop these things. And so a lot of the topics I cover on my podcast come from that experience as well. On top of portfolio reviews, I didn't mention it. I should have mentioned it way sooner, but I'm going to talk you through how the hell to set up a portfolio so people look at it and maybe hire you off of it because I think that's missing a lot too. I've had my portfolio reviewed a bunch in school and guess what I had to redo? My portfolio when I left school because it didn't have any work that could apply to a job. And don't worry, if you don't have any work experience, I have some I have some life hacks for you. It's going to be okay. So, oh my God, that's, that's all the stuff that I wanted to say for this intro. I want to try to keep these podcasts to about 30 to 45 minutes long because they're going to be jam-packed full of information you're either aware of or you've only heard of for the first time. And if you're anything like me, like I can only sit through like a lecture class for about 30 to 40 minutes before I'm like, this is too much and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know. So um, I want to make sure that we are conscious of that too. And I just want you all to give yourself a break, you know, like this is tough. There, There's nobody really, there's no textbook about this. There's industry standards. There are books about it, but, you know, you can go into accounting and climb up a ladder one step at a time. But being a creative is not like that at all, even at a professional level. There is so much wiggle room and gray area we have to define for ourselves with no guidance that exists. And I just want to share with you some pointers to think about guiding yourself on a path that nobody knows. So... (laughs) I hope this is helpful. I hope this has hyped you up. I hope this was a really good intro to kind of what you're getting yourself into. And just check out the Creative Mentor Patreon. I have stuff and goodies and free things for you there. I have some premium content for you there too. I want to keep this casual. I've invited you into my home if you're watching me. This is my room. I made it myself. Um, I, I'm located in downtown Chicago and I work for a major brand at a advertising level and I love my freaking job and I just hope that this is helpful for you because whatever that dream, like what I just described was my dream, whatever yours looks like, we're, we're going to get you there. We're going to help you get there 
and we can do this together because you're not alone and being creative is weird. So let's get weird. And I hope you tune in next week because next week, what are we talking about? I've written it all down. We're going to talk about how to make being creative lucrative because again, like I said, I think we've been told all of our life that creatives never made any money and they never will. And that is just not true. So we're going to go over that. So get ready. All right. So I'm going to leave you with all of that and we'll talk again next week. Again, my name is Lauren. I'm just out here trying to teach you the hard stuff so you don't have to learn it the hard way. That was an elegant sentence. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, search me, find me on Google. I'm everywhere. So I'll talk to y'all later and I hope you have a wonderful time.